Assalamu alaikum everybody and a very warm welcome back to the Arabic in 60 Steps YouTube channel. How are you guys doing today? So previously, in the past two days, we've done two other episodes of this. We did episode one two days ago, then episode two yesterday. So this is part of our 10-day countdown to the reopening of the Arabic in 60 Steps program on the 1st of June. Pop it in your calendars if you haven't done already. So another announcement as well, actually, is that our much-anticipated Arabic calligraphy course as well um, by our Arabic calligraphy teacher, Amina Sabir from Sabr Arts, um, that course will be available as well on our launch on the 1st of June as well. So we've got the reopening of the program and the launch of a very new program as well, which will be available uh, for Arabic and 60 Step students to get their hands on as well. So uh, without further ado, there's only actually one more announcement I wanted to make, and I really wanted to thank um, our first ever patron as well, um, Reich. Please forgive me if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. Um, but yeah, our first ever patron. So thank you so much for your support. And anybody else who'd like to come and join us on Patreon, then that'd be very, very much appreciated. You can go over there and you can get bonus resources for every single one of these episodes and episodes on the podcast as well, where I put together vocab lists and worksheets and summary sheets and things like that. So you can get extra, you know, extra resources and stuff. So let's get into it. So what is this particular episode about? So today... We're talking about something that is really common for students to slip up on. I especially notice this when I mark the final exams, that um, students sometimes miss out on some of these. So the issue is not just remembering Kana, but also remembering Kana's sisters. So when we learn about Kana and her sisters in step 10, um, obviously we learn a really important rule that the khabar of Kana is monsoob. So what does that mean? For example, let me make a little sentence for you. We'll put kana. Let's keep it nice and simple. Um, kana arrajulu. Arrajulu. So the man was. And the word that we're going to use to describe this, or what we call the khabar, needs to be mansub. So for example, the man was. The man was clever. Let's use the term vekiyon. So it would normally be vekiyon, but because of kana, it's going to be vekiyen. So we remember that rule, right? We remember that rule. The man was clever. But Kana has a number of sisters, over 10, maybe 12 or something like that. I can't remember the exact number. Um, actually, that's what we'll do. We'll put on Patreon um, a bonus resource for all of the sisters of Kana with, some, with an example for each of them as well. So you can see how the meaning changes as well. So that'll be available on Patreon from today. So, um, so there are other sisters of Kana, which you need to be aware of, which I'll tell you about in this video. So usually students remember that. Right, like throughout the lesson, throughout the video lesson, and when we do these, do seminars on it live, students usually pick that up, pick that idea up pretty easily, right? Um, a feminine example, just so we can pack this lesson out with more examples. Let's do canet. Can no, we don't need a fat hat there. Canet. Canet limraatu. So the woman was canet limraatu jamilatan, for example. The woman was beautiful. So that's a feminine example. And uh, we've actually also demonstrated there this little thing here that we talked about in, um, I believe, lesson one of this series about um, the joining of two sukuns. Um, and uh, um, yeah, and we have that there because of the L at the beginning of El Limra'a. Very nice. The, the woman was beautiful. So what are some other sisters of Kana for us to demonstrate? So we'll go over the really important ones in this lesson. And then if you want to get your hands on the bonus resource, that'll be available for patrons. Um, I'll make it available for all patrons. So even those of you who are contributing £5 a month, you'll still get access to that as well. So let's get into it. So another one, which is really important that you've got to remember, is the verb Sara. Sara, which means to become. 
Sara. So for example, if we wanted to say that the man became clever, rather than that he was clever, we treat it exactly the same. Sara rajulu dhekiyan, that the man became clever. And another word with the with an identical meaning, really, is uh, the verb asbaha. Asbaha. So asbaha means to come as well. There's a little bit of connotation to do with the morning in it because it just come. It has the same root letters as the word sabah. And some of these other verbs to do with meaning something are also associated with times of the day, like adha and emsa, as well, for um like uh, late morning and evening respectively. But asbaha uh, is really common. Osbah is far more common. I, I don't know if I've ever heard Oldha or Emser used. I must have seen it written. I must have seen them written somewhere. But either way, Osbah means to become as well, and it's pretty much used identically to how Sara is used. Good. So, if we were to have the the man became clever, we'd have it exactly like that, right? Exactly the same way. Osbah rajulu vekiyan. The next one is the verb laser. Laser. Now, laser is a really funny verb, actually, because it doesn't have a present tense. It is never used in the mudare, um, but it is still conjugated in the past. I mean, we say laser for he was or he isn't, laiset for she isn't, lester, you are not, lesti, you are not, obviously in the feminine, and then lestu, if I am not. So it is conjugated in the past tense, but um, yeah, but not in the present. Its meaning me, is something for the present tense. You know, for example, if we say, the man is not clever. The man is not clever. If we're going to say a negative in the past tense, there's better ways to do that. I mean, instead of instead of laser, we could use merkana. Merkana would be absolutely fine. Merkana instead of laser. Or, I mean, you know, if you if you want to use a um, a fear image zoom, then you can say lem lem yakon lem yakon. Yeah, or in this case, lem yakun rajulu dhekiyan. Good. All, all, all th- those, those two mean the same thing. Merkana and lem yakun mean the same thing. He was not. But when we use laysa, even though it looks like it's a, well, it, it is a fi'il madi, kind of, in terms of how it's, how it's conjugated, but its meaning is present tense. The man is not clever. Laysa rajulu but the point of this lesson that you need to remember is that laser behaves the same way that kana does, in the sense that it's khabar is mansub. This describing word at the end is mansub. That this bit that's before it, the arrajulu, we call that the ism. The ism of kana is marfur, or has a dhamma on the end, is what it usually means most of the time. Really nice. So those are really important. Sara, osbaha, laser. Too often, osbaha is actually an issue for students in the exam. Remembering that it behaves the same way as kana. Or, or actually, not, not the final exam, but when we have like the when we have the exam after step 15, um, a quarter of the way through. Um, usually, there are students who, who do the final exam don't have an issue with that. But by that stage, by that late in the program, but but um, we, we do see it as a little hiccup that some of the students have along the way. Very nice. So those are incredibly common. Another one is this verb mazale. Mazale. It means still. Um, the term actually zela means to cease something, but when you say mazela, it has not ceased or it has not stopped. It means to continue, right? So if we say if we say mazela rajulu dekiyan, we're saying the man is still clever. The man is still clever. It has not ceased that he is clever. Mazela. Very nice. Okay, that's that is the most common. When my experience of saying that something is something is still the case or continues to be the case. 
But there's a uh, there's another expression I want to share with you though. Another sister of Kana, because its use in, it has like another use that we see in the Quran in like really important ayat in the Quran. So we'll mention it here. The verb madama. In theory, madama means something very similar to mazala, right? It means to still be doing something, right? But it quite often carries this meaning in many ayats that we hear in the Quran of t- to say like so long as something, you know, like. Um, you know, from from Isa alayhi salam in the Quran, where he says, "Ma dum tu hayyan, ma dum tu hayyan." So, ma dama um, in the past tense for ana for I is ma dum tu, ma dum tu. So where so where Isa alayhi salam says, "Ma dum tu hayyan, ma dum tu hayyan." So hayyan means that you're living. If you are hay, ma dum tu, in this case is. It would kind of mean I continue to live, but but when we use that verb, more like I I, I don't I don't believe or certain I've certainly never never felt like maziltu hayyan would mean the same thing. Maziltu hayyan sounds like literally I I was still alive. Maziltu hayyan I was still alive, but madum tu hayya is sort of so, so long as I live. In in that context, I'll be good to my mother for so long as I live. Madum tu hayyan. Yeah, for so long as I live. But but really, I mean, you know, so if we were to say, if we were to say, it would really mean that the man the man is still clever. Yeah, um, but in some other context, maybe we'll get the meaning of so long, for so long as the man is clever. You know, for so long as the man is still intelligent, he can continue to do this. Or, um, you know, I will continue to be friends with him. I'll continue to be friends with him, or I'll continue to be taught by him or something. For, for so long as he is for so long as he is intelligent, or for so long as he is clever. So, to summarize, um, the important thing about this lesson is not necessarily about how Kana and her sisters work. It's to remember the sisters. That's the point. Um, and as I say, in, in the actual program, in the core vocab, we maybe only go through six of them, but there's about twelve altogether. But the, as I say, like there's six of them. I think it's these six that we cover. So, Kana, Sara, Asbaha, Laysa, Mazala, and Madama, which are very common and, and really important for, for understanding important texts as well. But there are, there are, you know, a lot of the others. As you look through the list and as you kind of continue with your journey, um, very few of them are, are incredibly common, but it's good to know them. Ones like, you know, Ma'beriha um, and Ma'infekka and um, verbs like that. If you know them, it looks good, but um, the, the the students who know those in the Arabic in sixty steps final exam, those are the students who get like ninety five to one hundred percent of the exam. I've never given one hundred percent of the exam. I would, but I, I just haven't haven't yet. Like to get a um, a flawless exam is um, yeah, that's something for, um, for for the students to aspire to, inshallah. But I've had many many graduates though, many many graduates. You need eighty percent in the actual exam to to graduate. Um, but we have many graduates, but very few though are in the top sort of 95 to 100%. But uh, good, that's uh, that's everything that we need really for this video. Um, in our next video, yeah, we're going to go over another question, inshallah. So you guys jump, come back tomorrow to come and join me to find out what that question is. So uh, thank you very much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, and I hope you did, please don't forget to like and share it and never forget to subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on the podcast as well, thank you very much for listening. Assalamu alaikum.